I'm Shada, and I use she, her pronouns. Hi, I'm Trinity, and I also use she, her pronouns. And we're the hosts of We Care Too, a podcast for youth and by youth. And with this podcast, we want to talk about various issues affecting young people today and some of our own experiences. Yeah, and our goal with the podcast is to offer our unique youth perspectives and to show that we care too. What's more is with each topic we tackle, we will share ways in which we care to take action. Yep, double meaning there. (laughs) And yeah, before we start, um, we just want to say a huge thank you to Rising Youth for funding this initiative and allowing us to create this amazing project. Hey, so today's topic is about something we're all familiar with which is social media yes um and yeah before we start we just want to give a quick disclaimer that some of the topics we are going to be discussing are sensitive so feel free to pause the episode or stop listening whenever you need to and yeah with that we might as well jump right into it yeah um so yeah we might as well start the episode with what are our personal feelings about social media or experiences that we've had? Especially um, right now, we've just been through COVID slash maybe we're still in it slash we don't really know. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. I guess um, I, I guess I can start and like I'll first, I first want to talk about like just what a day, like what my day-to-day looks like with social media. Yeah. Um, I... I probably use like Instagram the most out of everything just because it's like my point of contact for people and that was like that was like like cemented during COVID I think because everybody's Mm -hmm. on Instagram you don't have everybody's number but everybody's on Instagram right so you just like that's just the way that I contact people and um yeah I think like besides that obviously I don't know if zoom counts as social media (laughs) but I'm always on zoom for my university classes and yeah oh tiktok I'm I'm on tiktok for everything tiktok is like entertainment if I need a recipe I'm on tiktok if I'm like (laughs) I'm on tiktok for everything so my day-to-day is filled with a lot of social media same here um my day-to-day is almost surrounded by screens I don't think I can go through a day without looking at a screen or needing a screen for a really long time. Um, I'm very similar to you. I use Instagram as my like messaging kind of app and my um, get up to date kind of app. And then TikTok, I spend <laughs> embarrassing amounts of time on TikTok <laughs> uh, like as entertainment. And it's always like, hey, TikTok's only 30 seconds or one minute or three minutes every video so it won't take that long but honestly I spend longer on TikTok than anything else yeah I with school I haven't been online as much um Mm -hmm. but I have like almost all of our um content in school is online our assignments are online um we basically upload everything online so it's just filled with social media all day with screens at least totally totally and I think that I mean we might as well talk about like just how influential social media has become like pre-covid and post-covid I think 
I mean, post-COVID, if we're even there. <laughs> Again, we, I, nobody knows where we are in this timeline of COVID, but I yeah. guess in the present, like, maybe we can touch on that, just, like, how it's changed. Do you want to wanna sort of touch on that? Yeah, sure. Um, one thing I will say is comparing who I am today and the way I think of things today is so different from where I started, like, before COVID. Because it's easy to say that I used, like, social media just to have fun once in a while to talk to people but now it's Mm -hmm. very much like an essential to stay up to date with things um with post-covid i think i'm trying to be a little more careful with going on social media and uh receiving content that i usually receive especially with uh algorithms and like seeing the same people over and over like it's a little scary how easy your opinion can change with like seeing one thing um almost daily uh yeah that's one thing i'm worried about i'm working on is like being in an echo chamber with social media what about you yeah um the the idea of echo chambers like with with social media algorithms is like really scary actually and like that's not something that is really often like talked about and like in terms of myself pre and post covid i think you said it perfectly it it i think social media was more of just like this thing that i decided to partake in and it was like my choice but like right now it doesn't even feel like a choice i have it's like i sort of you sort of need it almost in like this world like to right. connect with people and like i think with covid and during quarantine when everybody's isolated right um your only option to to have that form of mm-hmm. connection is social media so like unfortunately i think we've become more and more reliant on it and um yeah it's definitely it's definitely something that we need to like be more mindful of i think i agree yeah yeah i think it's um i think it's just a little crazy how fast it all happened too yeah is because I don't really even remember what it was like before everything was just online or everything um, important was found out online. I think there was maybe a time when, I don't know, you would hear it on the radio or you would look up news articles, but really, like, even if you just wanted to talk to your friends for a bit, you'd see news scrolling past your feed and you'd see different topics that was like all of a sudden happening all over the world and you wouldn't even know if you didn't go on there just to talk to your friends right yeah absolutely that is something that like i've noticed more and more is i think that it's become like a more like centralized form of we we get our news from social media it's also like the mm-hmm. way that we contact the people that we are friends with and 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 want to keep in contact with and it's like a source of entertainment as well right you go on twitter you get your news you go on instagram you can um text and call your friends and you can go on tiktok to get entertainment and like that's i think that is like i don't know if that's a bad or a good thing but i think that that is part of the reason why a lot of people find it hard to sort of stay away from social media is just the fact that um everything you need is in one place yeah exactly and it's so another thing is just it's so easy to get on it Mm -hmm. to start it 
there aren't really big barriers that you have to get through to access that kind of information. Yeah. And I know in one of our conversations that we had is we would uh, we would talk about how when you get all of that information all at once, it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And if you're overwhelmed every single day, almost every hour of your day, right? Like, I'm there has to be some kind of consequence to that kind of um, routine or behavior. I think absolutely, yeah. Like, um, I think that we're more and more we're seeing all of these harmful effects and like you mentioned overstimulation and this idea that um you're just constantly being bombarded with a a lot of negative news right if we're being honest like the world isn't exactly in the best state right now and you're seeing all of these like awful things and it's i think it's very very like overstimulating very overwhelming for a lot of people um Mm -hmm. and yeah i think that I think that, like, we've also discussed this before, but desensitization to, like, all of these very serious topics, um, when you're continuously seeing just awful, awful things, you sort of become desensitized, and it it doesn't hold the same weight, I think. Yeah, so going off of what you said, like, I know seeing negative things over and over again is one thing, but even just the roller coaster effect that it has... When you're going through your phone and through Instagram or TikTok, like you're meant to see something really sad or heartbreaking one moment and then suddenly laugh at something and, you know, shift your emotions really quickly over and over again every day. Yeah. Um, And I think I mentioned this before, but like that theme of over and over again, seeing it over and over again is, um, I'm sure, detrimental to the way we think about things and seeing things... um, as truth because we see them from time and time again absolutely i think like you get whiplash right when you're going from like sad to happy and exactly again like when you see i don't know like i don't know a sad video of a dog that doesn't have a home for example or or a sad video like we see all these videos of children in war-torn countries and then the next video Mm -hmm. you see is um uh something at an ice cream truck a ra- <laughs> Harry yeah, Styles a prank right like how are you supposed to regulate those exactly. emotions in such a short amount of time I think that that again like the we just truly don't know the long-term consequences mm-hmm. of that and like I guess moving a, l- a little bit away from <laughs> a little bit away from desensitization <laughs> right. like let's talk about like beauty standards on social media that is a huge part of social media exactly I um, I mean, this may come as a shock to you, to our audiences, but sometimes you just know that you're not, um, you're not part of that standard that people set or that you usually yeah. see people advertise, right? Um, and, uh, seeing something every day, um, seeing people who don't look like you say that you know, you're not supposed to look this way, you're supposed to look this way, and this and that, and telling you um, what is, what's good and or what's bad about you or how you look like. Like, seeing that every day um, can be very uh, damaging to the way you look at yourself, too. Absolutely. And I think, I think you see people's reactions to 
different types of bodies see people's reactions mm-hmm. to different types of facial features and you slowly begin to understand okay so this is what's the beauty standard and this is what's not and like both of us being okay. women of color we we can very clearly see that we do not fit into the beauty standard um that's mm-hmm. often like perpetuated and i think like something else is um filters Filters are crazy now. Yeah. You go on TikTok and you click on a filter and it's changing up your whole face. It's like making your nose smaller, mm-hmm. your chin, and you don't even realize it. That's the scary part. Exactly. And they're getting better and better at it and making it look, turn into like a seamless, like you can't even tell what's real and what's not, right? You're. It's so subtle that it's hard exactly. to tell what's changed, but you know something has changed. And it's changed something about the way you look, the way you've looked all your life and the way you've grown up um and and it's meant to like very subtly really tell you that there's something to be fixed about the way you look yes which is really scary to think about how um easily they can do that especially nowadays right if i click on a filter that i don't know makes my um face slimmer right and i don't realize that that that's what the filter is doing but then I, mm-hmm. like, look at myself and I'm like, oh, like, I look good in this, right? Like, what's different? I, I think it, like, again, you it just reinforces that idea that um, your normal self has something that is lacking. Um, yeah. and, and this filter is showing you, like, I guess, in quotations, the your ideal self. And, yeah, it's, I think it's, again, it can be damaging and... I think it's difficult to realize when you start when you begin to internalize that message of there's something about exactly. you that needs to be changed. Yeah, and like we've said before, you see it over and over again and enough times you'll think that well, if I see it every day and if I see it every time I look, you know, into the mirror every time I turn on my phone, like I guess it must be true like there's really no way yeah things that you didn't see as flaws before become flaws yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. and what's worse is it's someone else that you have no idea like you don't know that person who's telling you that hey you shouldn't look this way but somehow it means so much to us because um it's become so normalized to think of yourself that way and to to look at yourself like yeah, like I said, like something to be fixed. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. I like that that idea of like it's very subtly like uh, communicating that message of something needs to change. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. I think that like for me personally, it's just been um, a a challenge recognizing um, number one, like when I'm internalizing those messages, and like how right. do I how do I stop that? Right? How do I um mm-hmm. yeah how do I stop that I think that's been my biggest challenge yeah and maybe that's one way to look at it is if it's something we can't control like being honest we can't really change the entirety of social media just by you know yeah. talking about these kinds of things yep. and knowing that they're damaging like it's really not something we ourselves can fix but on our own part maybe and we can talk about this with our guests later on but what are things that we can do on our end to sort of weed out the negative and maybe change the way algorithms work to yeah. look at more po- look at things in a more positive light and uh, shift things that way. Totally, I think that that like I think that you nailed it on the head. I think that 
we need to begin to use algorithms to our advantage um mm-hmm. and manipulate them that sounds so that's such a harsh word manipulate but it's true <laughs> changing them yes to to better suit the content that we want to see and i think that it, it like the first thing is recognizing that hey like i shouldn't be if if you're internalizing these messages you need to recognize that um the content you're absorbing needs to change and i think that's the first yes. step and then after that it's just a process of sort of um having that like com- conversation with yourself i guess yeah rewiring the way you look at things or giving yourself um the opportunity to maybe reset and look at things in a different light and i was thinking like especially if this is something we will continue to be living with if social media will just become even more prevalent in our lives like maybe we need to develop skills and um coping mechanisms that are specific to social media that you know help us get through these kinds of um disadvantages i guess or damaging behaviors yeah absolutely and i think that um we've sort of touched on the very like uh subtle things that Mm -hmm. you can do um but we'll be diving more closely into that with our guest that is coming up hey um we are back with uh a guest hello i am ella i'm a grade 12 student and i spend most of my waking hours on the internet so which makes you the perfect guest (laughs) yep yep perfect guest and ella is actually our editor so you're you're doing um two jobs today (laughs) editor slash slash guest yeah exactly special thanks to ella coming up soon (laughs) yes so before we got into all the details and all of our questions for you. Um, we thought we should try out a little icebreaker to lighten things up a little bit and get to know each other a little bit more. So <laughs> we're going to start with uh, the choice of this episode was show and tell with the added challenge of everything being only on audio. Who would like to go first? Um, I can go first. Um, I When I heard it was show and tell, I kind of panicked and was looking around my room for something. And right next to me, I have my little jar of uh, pins I like. Um, so I got these pins. They are like uh, remakes of political pins from like the 80s and stuff. So they got these like super cool like vintage designs. Um, my favorite one is this Gaze for Socialism. It's got Karl Marx <laughs> and Frederick Engels holding hands. And it's got this cool, like, screen printing design. Love that. Um, there's, like, Be My Comrade in a little heart. <laughs> um, Save the Environment. Uh, yeah, they're all just, like, really cool, vintage. I'm, like, basically so obsessed with them. So I would be, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can go next if you want. Yeah. Um, I have... I'm going to show it to you guys. <gasps> the Viscount Ooh. Who Loved Me by <laughs> Julia Quinn. Um, this is, for those of you who don't know, this is the book that the second season of Bridgerton is based on, which I am obsessed with. Um, yeah, I I um, I love period pieces. I love Jane Austen. Yeah. Um, love Pride and Prejudice. So uh, this was the book that I was recently reading. And... Um, yeah, I don't know how much of a description you want on it, but it's a book. <laughs> Preaching to the choir. I also love 
um, Pride and Prejudice, specifically the Kira Knightley version, um, the movie version. Me too, me too. <laughs> um, okay, looks like I'm yeah. the next one. My show and tell, I'll show you guys too, is a mason jar uh, chalice, I guess. And it has oh gosh. a special cap with a sunflower john on it. And a bunch of these like folded um, paper stars uh, that my friend gave to me uh, when I left Regina, Saskatchewan and moved to Lethbridge, Alberta. That's where I'm at today. That is so cute. <laughs> that is so cute. Nice. I love that. There we go. Okay. Our second little icebreaker will actually lead us into and back into uh, the topic of this episode, which <laughs> is our screen time statistics. So, because yep. I went last, I might as well go first. This is a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> um, my daily average <laughs> is coming in at 7 hours, <laughs> 30 minutes, um, and my top two apps are YouTube, which I spend one hour and nine minutes on, and TikTok, no surprise, which I spend one hour and five minutes on. <laughs> okay, who's next? <laughs> I, I I can go next. Um, daily average, oh gosh, I'm actually mortified right now. Like, this is horrible. My daily average is eight hours and 26 minutes. Um, and <laughs> my top apps are, top app is TikTok mm-hmm. uh, with uh, an hour and 34 minutes for today. Uh, it's probably going to go up. And um, the this is actually not as embarrassing, but the books app is my second one with an hour and 20 minutes. But I was also reading for my English class, so. That makes sense. Nice. I was at first really proud of myself because I was just looking at my phone screen time and it was like an hour and a half, but then I looked at it combined oh, no. with my MacBook. And it goes up to a weekly, a daily average of nine hours a day, Um, which is a little (laughs) horrific, but that's okay. My top apps uh, is Firefox. It doesn't go into specifics, but, you know, that involves YouTube, Netflix, streaming services, all that kind of stuff. And that is, uh, yeah, my next app (laughs) is TikTok which is like an hour uh, every day it looks like and then oh yeah so those are my top few i was gonna say if i was counting my macbook um screen time as well i would be i would just i wouldn't even say it it would be (laughs) awful it would be horrible and that's the advantage of not having a macbook I don't get to see how horrible my stats are. Um, that's great. That makes us... Who would have thought we'd go, you know, in increasing order <laughs> of screen time? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. right. Um, notice how we all had TikTok as a top app. <laughs> that should say something. No. Yeah, kind of crazy yeah. society, you guys. <laughs> no, we okay. live in a society. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which leads us right back into our uh, topic which is we would like to ask our guest. So Ella, um, we talked about our personal experiences and our opinions on social media pre and post COVID. And now we want to hear a little bit from you. Yeah, thank you. Um, Not to be like, uh, go on a super long winding thing, but (laughs) start at the beginning. I remember in elementary school, we had this assembly where they took everyone in our grade, they pulled in a little TV and they put in this VHS, must have been from like the 90s or something, and it was cowboy themed, Mm. talking to us about our digital footprint. Um, (laughs) 
and it yeah. terrified me. Basically, uh, they were talking about how everything we post is going to be viewed by our future employers forever. It's on the internet forever. You can't get rid of it, and everything is going to impact the rest of your life. So, needless to say, I did not go on the internet or social media for like uh -huh. a huge period of my life, and uh, then I kind of went through a social media like renaissance in middle school. Um, oh. My friend, I just moved to a new mm -hmm. town and my friends were like, you don't have Instagram? And they right. helped me set up a new account and I just remember obsessing over yeah. it. <laughs> Everything you put out there is being watched, like being judged or like in the process of being judged or like soon to be judged, like everything from your bio to your profile pic to like your tagged photos. I was like super control freak uh, about everything on it because, you know, moving to a new town and everything, I just want to like have the best impression for my like new classmates, my new friends and everything. And so like I was just looking over everything I'd post. I'd see, I have like a gap tooth, gap teeth. I have a lazy eye. I'd be taking like mm. selfies in such a way that I'd always be hiding them. I never smiled because I was so scared of like showing my gap teeth, um, which is like really sad to think about because I would always be like looking really like sternly at the camera. <laughs> so it also wasn't like good for selfie taking in the first place, but it's also like it was set in a foundation yeah. of like deep self-consciousness you know right um and so social media for me was just like a way to look for approval from other people which is not healthy <laughs> yeah yeah and and to think that that's what ex what we experienced really young right mm -hmm. like as kids that's something we've grown up with yeah you mentioned like this idea of everything you put out there is there for people to judge and i think that that is such a crucial part of it is you want to have some control over your narrative some control over the way that people mm -hmm. perceive you and i think that we think that when we um have social media and when we participate in it we have control over that one in reality there's no way you can control how people perceive you. Either people yeah, exactly. like perceive you in a positive light because of their own um, way of thinking or in a negative light. And that's really not your thing. But I think a part of social media is this false idea that we have control over that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it's like a sense of control for a bit. And then it turns into almost an obsessive need to maybe have mm -hmm. control. Yes. And I think that manifests in different behaviors like... like you mentioned, Ella, you scrutinize yourself almost and you become your your own, your harshest critic, mm -hmm. like on a piece of content that's supposed to maybe show who you are, but instead of showing who you are, you're always um, influenced by what you want other people to think of you and how you want to be perceived. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're right. It's like, it's something that we can't control, especially not for everyone who comes across our picture or what we post online yeah uh though that's not just to say that like all of my experiences with social media have been bad i uh <laughs> social media has been also really positive impact in my life um mm -hmm. i think it really helps people find a community when they feel like more disconnected to the people around them like yeah. honestly tiktok played a significant role in me feeling comfortable enough to like come out to like my friends and family and the people around me 
Um, cause growing up, I knew maybe like one or two gay people ever <laughs> in mm -hmm. real life. Um, and so being able to like go online and see all these like gay people like living their life, being happy, being out, it was, um, it was really important to me. And, uh, so yeah, I, it's both like you, it, social media is both you are the audience and you're also like the person who's like presenting which is like really right. messed up because it like meshes them together and I think this was something Shada you might have mentioned before but um social media is also our strongest point of connection yeah it's one thing that I would like I think it would be really hard to find people like considering our circumstances and you know we're pretty privileged to be living in Canada and all that and have access to these kinds of things but it's very hard to find someone in your vicinity who hasn't had social media growing up or who doesn't have uh, a way to reach them um, without being in person yeah. I think that's especially with COVID right like that's become an essential part is finding a way to connect with one another even though you're not physically in one room or in the same space yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, I, I was gonna say, like, I appreciate both of you sort of, like, uh, taking it towards a more positive note, because <laughs> I think that, yeah, there's lots of harmful effects, but it, it doesn't exist for no reason, right? There has to have right. be some sort of benefit that outweighs it, and I think, Ella, you spoke about, like, a sense of community, and I 100% relate to that. I, I, mm -hmm. I think that for the longest time, I felt, like, very out of touch with my own culture as somebody that is living abroad um, and living away from home. And um, I was able to find a bunch of people that were sort of in the same boat as me and like connect with those people and get more in touch with my culture and more in touch with my roots. And um, yeah, I think it's, it's important to sort of like look at positives and negatives and um, okay. yeah, and just sort of like balance those out. And I, uh I said this already, um, but like, if this is something we're going to live with for years and years to come, if it's going to be even more important and even more of a central issue to our daily lives, yes. like we might as well start as early as we can to find ways that we can live with it and yeah. um, turn it into something that's healthier and that will benefit us more than it will harm us, you know, for, especially for the long run. Yeah. yeah, totally. I think that's a great segue to um, we want to sort of shift towards some action related points, things that we can do. This is part of our we care to take action. So, um, yeah, let's let's talk about ways to cope with all of these harmful effects that we talked about and manage them and reduce them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, for me, a lot of the negative effects for social media were, like, about self-esteem and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so during that point in my life, I was just taking photos to post. Like, they would, it, it was just with the sole purpose mm -hmm. uh, to be put online and then people to see, like, see them. What I've been doing lately, I don't know if it is, like, it, it's just what's been helpful for me is taking photos that are just, like, just for myself. Like just to remember or like taking selfies and I don't have to post them it's just to like mm -hmm. I don't know it, it's like a fun thing to do and then to remove the social media aspect from it I don't know it personally it really benefited me with that kind of stuff 
Yeah, kind of like um, a journal almost, or a mm-hmm. little uh, collection of you know the moments that you want to capture for yourself, that you want to remember for yourself instead of yeah. for other people to think specific ways about you or to perceive you in a certain light. Yeah. Yeah, choosing to do that for yourself, like I think that's a great. I, I've I've been doing that too, and just just having those pictures that you know nobody's gonna be able to like criticize you on, and you can mm-hmm. just sort of like uh, admire maybe something that isn't typically admired about yourself. Um, I think I I want to sort of talk about something we we touched on this, and I want to and I just want to sort of reiterate it: the idea of of manipulating the algorithm changing your algorithm to show you content that you want to see that Mm -hmm. I think has been my biggest way of coping with all of these negative things and like I just the hardest thing is recognizing when you're internalizing um wrong messages and once you get to that stage you recognize what you need to be seeing instead and for me that has been the uh, most helpful way of like managing all of these harmful effects yeah, I completely agree. And that brings you back to, like, when you're changing the way the algorithm works for you, you're creating your own space that you feel safe in, that you feel comfortable with. Because yeah. especially when you're, like, even if we are posting for ourselves, um, we can avoid, we sh- we're still posting, we're still putting it out there. So creating that space for yourself, creating a community where you feel safe and you don't feel judged is something that is, you know, for most people is something that they can at least control and that they can at least have some say in, um, that they, they build this, um, online space for them to express themselves and to show different parts of themselves that they want to share without, worrying about will I be perceived the wrong way or will someone criticize me because I wanted to um, highlight this part of myself that's really important to me, right? So um, I mentioned weeding, um, weeding your environment and your social media space and uh, choosing what works for you and what makes mm-hmm. you feel good. It's all about it's all about choice. It's all about taking control exactly. and and making it work for you. Um, and I think that ultimately that is the best way to cope with all of this. Um, and I guess to sort of end on a positive note, should we should we look at maybe personal goals and maybe like self care pledges yeah. of self care? Who wants yeah. to Who wants to get started? Uh, I can go. Sure. Um, one thing I want to try to do, especially for the next coming week, is to um, actually follow my limits, my limit setting. Because <laughs> I put it on and then I say, well, ignore for today. Maybe I'll just ignore. Have a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, setting a realistic limit on my social media and maybe following that and finding other ways to spend my time um, that isn't work you know finding a way to relax that isn't work slash the default social media that's my I like that I like that Ella do you want to go or did you want me to go next uh I can go uh yeah I as a person with the highest screen time here I feel like I should definitely (laughs) be (laughs) taking steps to decrease it um but also uh I feel like there are tons of things I can do with like 
the profiles on social media. Like I can on Instagram, you can turn off the likes amount, um, which mm-hmm. I haven't done yeah. yet. And I feel like that it's just like a little thing, but the, not being able to see like how many people like it or, and that kind of stuff. I feel like, you know, cu- like you guys have talked about curating your social media experience. Uh, so that mm-hmm. way it benefits you the most. Yeah. yeah. I, I really like that. Yeah. I think personally, I am gonna, I'm going to say, I know that I'm not going to be able to follow the limits just because, like, (laughs) I don't know. Sometimes, like, you need to, like, go on that app for something, right? And I I always find myself, like, I don't know. I always find, I always get my recipes from TikTok. So, like, if I'm ever making something, say I ran out of my time limit, I I need to go on TikTok. So Mm -hmm. I don't think that I'm going to be able to follow time limits. But what I have been trying to do is when I'm bored, instead of maybe going and scrolling on TikTok, um, maybe instead going to my book app and just reading a book instead, yeah. or yeah. playing Wordle, like doing something that <laughs> isn't just constant stream of um, of uh, entertainment. And I think that that's going to be my goal. Um, I don't know how long I'm going to follow it, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and And we've talked about that, right? Like it's not something we can just push off to the side for a really long time like it's become something that we use every day and it's become essential so finding a way to balance things and live with it a little more healthy balance that's the that's the key word here that's the goal Um, (laughs) but yeah um thanks for joining us ella thanks thank you for having me this was really fun um yeah Great. So special thanks to our guest slash great editor, Ella, um, for coming on to our podcast and helping us out with all of our episodes. Yeah. And a huge thank you to Rising Youth for funding this podcast and to Kickstand for being a great supporter of this podcast. Lastly, we want to thank you, our audience, our listeners for being with us this episode um if you want to keep checking in and find out what we're up to uh you can always follow us <laughs> quite ironically um on instagram under we care underscore pod yep and see you next time bye